Hey, it's Sneaker Show. This is a weekly podcast about sneaker releases. Today we have a special guest. Trey Felsky is here. Trey, what's up, Trey? <laughs> what's up, family? <laughs> uh, as always, we've got our guy Logan in Regina. What's up to Canadian Grails? Thanks for being here, dude. What's good? Happy to be here, man. We got Nathan, a.k.a. Young Tabasco in Medicine Hat. Basco, good to see you, dude. Yes, sir. And I'm your host. I'm in Saskatoon. My name's Tim Stone. You can see the pairs we're talking about on the Sneaker Show podcast Instagram. On Instagram, it is Sneaker Show Podcast. And then you can see the exact pairs that we're talking about, the exact pictures. Uh, we're going to talk a little New Balance this week. I'm excited about those Joe Fresh Goods 990s. We're just getting access to those in Canada now. Logan's brought a pair of New Balance, the 580s, all black pair. Weird looking lace system on this. I'm excited to hear about them. And uh, Tabasco's got the Air Max One from Pada. And we can talk about the difference between Pada and Para because I'm confused. I know they're making dope shoes most of the time. So let's get into this episode first by getting to know Trey. And I'll hand it over to Nathan. We'll just get to know you a little bit and then feel good, uh, feel free to chime in about anything we talk about today, Trey. Cool. Thank you. Trey, I'm sure you weren't expecting this question at all, but uh, tell us how you got into sneakers. Man. <clears throat> um, so I, I guess I've been in the this proverbial sneaker game for around six years now. Um, it started as a passion for sneakers that I always had growing up, but it turned into something that I learned how to monetize, I guess. So I got taken it back to the early years of high school. I used to play club basketball in Calgary. Um, I remember... <clears throat> seen one of the most insane sneaker collections from one of my teammates um, going to his house one weekend between tournament games and he's had shells and shells of shoes anything from just court shoes to retro jordans all the ogs to yeezys um, it motivated me to build my own collection and i guess shortly after that was when the flu game 12 dropped back in 2016 so this is kind of around the time that i started and i remember two of my buddies and i raced into chinook mall in calgary from cochran which is about a 45 minute drive right after school on a Friday. And we lined up from 4 p.m. Friday night to like 10 a.m. the next morning. And we were still like 20, 30th in line. Um, but after getting that pair, I ended up flipping it for some cash plus three other pairs, which I kept two for personal. I, if I remember correctly, it was the alternate four um, 89s and then Gamma 11s. And then after that, I was hooked. I flipped the third pair, uh, just kept kind of stacking the cash in there to buy more personals. Um, but obviously like, during these early morning releases over the years, not only did I learn the money with sneakers can be pretty lucrative because it can obviously pay for like crazy collections as well. But honestly, the experiences that and the people you meet in the lineups and stuff, I know Nathan, like we have a pretty cool story and um, Tim meeting you and Logan, we've run some deals before. Um, it's the relationships that you keep intact along the years that makes this this game really fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't be here today with those, without these uh, connections and in the grand scheme of things, I think no matter what industry you're in, um, it's all about um, who you know and not so much what you know. And that's kind of what I guess one of the main factors that keeps me doing this. Um, it's, it's just fun. Just meeting people, the networking. Um, yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was awesome. That was the best yeah. description we could have possibly had. So... <laughs> From there, Trey, I mean, obviously, you've seen a lot of pairs, uh, whether they be for your own personal collection or for somebody else's, but what are your favorites, and uh, who influences what you wear, if anyone? So I kind of like to wear pairs that aren't super common and super, um, I don't know if you'd call it being a hype beast or not, I'm not, not about that life. I like to see, I like to wear pairs that not a lot of people, like people sleep on, you know? Um, some of my favorites would be the Element React 87s one of the most comfy shoes I've ever worn with the cork sole. Um, and then I'm honestly a big fours guy. Um, <laughs> breads and white cements and like all the OGs. I absolutely love a good pair of fours. And then you can't go wrong with ones as well. But um, I'm trying to kind of stray away again from the common stuff. I want to get more into new balances, the 990s. I remember seeing Tim at the pop-up wear a pair and I was like, man, I need to get one of the, a pair of those. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess just um, kind of random pairs here and there. I wouldn't say I stick to a certain silhouette or a certain colorway i like to keep it kind of diverse yeah man it's good to branch out it gets tiring wearing the same stuff all the time 
But no, I'm glad you're a Fords guy. Uh, we're big, big Ford or big four uh, ambassadors on this pod, so that's that's good to hear. Oh yeah, respect. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, obviously you're a huge reseller, uh, like <laughs> that's the only way to put it really. Um, explain, explain to us what your approach to the game is. Cause I think you do something that a lot of people maybe just aren't aware of. Yeah. So what I've learned over the years is, like I said, sneaker money is so lucrative and it's becoming more and more, not in a bad way, but saturated. And it, it there's pros and cons with that because it allows more demand, but also supply, supply, goes down so it makes it harder to get pairs but it makes it easier to sell pairs because there's more people out there so i guess i kind of picked up a different approach in terms of sneaker investing so i think a way to kind of um a different way to look at things is if you have capital to deploy into certain sneakers that you think are undervalued not a lot of people are able to do that especially it's a younger generation that is hopping into this market right now to like i say make a couple bucks and not everyone is able to put a lot of money into sneakers. And that's kind of what um, allows sneaker investing to be attractive. I think the main factor is when people buy a bunch of pairs, whether to wear or to flip, the longer time goes, um, the less dead stock pairs there are on the market. And that's kind of what causes prices to shoot up. So um, what I've been kind of focusing on, I'm like, like I said, six years in the game, I'm still so enamored with the whole process, whether you're just doing it for flips, for personals, for investing, whatever it is, but I'm out in a full-time position doing this where it's taken me years to curate and sustain um, a sneaker investing approach because you have to build the capital to do so. But my focus right now is to help people grow their money um, on the investing side of sneakers. So whether that's help fund personal collections, like I say, or cover certain bills or even tuition expenses. Um, I have a lot of people that are in school that use sneakers to kind of pay for those costs or honestly just help stack some cash. I think sneakers perform um, relatively similar to equities and that's kind of what I've been uh, looking at over the past little while that's what I love about it though too just adding value to other people what I'm doing like while I'm doing what I'm passionate about um, and meeting meeting guys whether it's clients or just guys in the industry connects meeting guys like you three um, have shown me that the industry is it's truly community driven um, but yeah I'm just I'm grateful for the doors that's opened um, even investing the relationships like I say it's key I would not be where I am today without that stuff. And um, with investing, it takes a lot of, um, you need a, like a bulk amount of pairs because with sneakers, it's there's finite amounts, right? Low supply and there's always high demand. So um, I guess, yeah, that's kind of more on the reselling side of, of my focus. No, that's cool. And I mean, like you said, it performs a lot like equity, but it's just like, it's obviously it's a lot cooler than having a portfolio because like, you've got all these shoes you can show somebody and realistically you can't hit somebody over the head with crypto. So that's not really <laughs> as fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's tangible stuff. And it's like you say, it's, it's cool to flex that those kind of portfolios. And, um, even, even people who aren't familiar with the game, just seeing them hold that first pair. And, um, like when they have kind of their fingers in different pies and what I mean by that is like different pairs of shoes in the portfolio. Um, no, oh. it's, it's exciting stuff. <laughs> And there's always, yeah, there's always an attractiveness to it. Because like I say, there's not, it's very speculative, this whole market. Um, and that's what, it's fun about it. It's just kind of, you play around and you see what works, what doesn't. You look on a lot of historical data, whatever it is, you're just trying to grow some money. But otherwise, the best part is you can pay for personal pairs with all the gravy you make from shoes. And that's how you build your collection. When you say it's speculative, I mean, it, it really is. But it, as you would know, too, you can see trends uh, as you've obviously done as well with, with certain pairs and how certain pairs perform. And I think that's part of the fun, too. When you when you know that you have a pair that is going to go up and maybe other people don't see it like that yet and you just keep on holding it and then you start seeing that price go up, it's the same thrill as if you're holding uh, you know, a stock uh, you know, on the market that's really starting to overperform. It's just a good feeling. You know what's crazy though? Like I know Nathan and I always talk about this. The pairs that people sleep on right at the drop are oftentimes the pairs that go absolutely bonkers in even less than a year. Like for example, Pine Green 2.0s. I remember Nathan and I lining up for NYC to Paris 1s and they had the women's Panda 1 sitting on shelf at Foot Locker for two fifteen, and it's now a $900 shoe. Like we could have picked up black 50 hats. pairs of those. Yeah, black, like Black, black Hat 4s. <laughs> Man, it's all the, it's the people that like... Or it's the the shoes that people are fearful of putting money in, 
and then versus the shoes that people are super greedy with, it's like roles reverse. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Trey, you're right. I remember that day very vividly, too, because I asked the guy, I was like, oh, do you have like a women's 12? And he was like, nah, we only got 10 and under, but you can buy as many as you want. And I was like, oh, that's dumb. That kills me. <laughs> it's a $900 shoe now. So yeah, kills sometimes me. I wake up, I wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> sweating. Yeah. Yeah, panda, panda. No. <laughs> I'll never yeah, forget, just... man, calling, uh, it would have been uh, Champs, I believe, I believe it was, it would have been a Champs, um, oh, what's the mall called? Chinook, Chinook Mall. Yep. I, I called them, and uh, they, they had the black cats. They had the black cats in. I called Less Seventeen as well. They had the black cats in, um, and I saw them. I'm like, this is a nice shoe. No one seems to be buying them. There's no, there's no re- There was no resale. It was like negative resale. Like people they were, were selling bricks. for loss. And uh, I called Less, and I'm like, hey, how many pairs do you guys have left? I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to get like a size, you know, a size ten and a half. And they, they told me straight up, like, oh, we have every size. Like we, you can come in and you can just buy them if you want to buy. You know, like if one doesn't fit, buy another pair, kind of deal. And I didn't. And that, like, like you know, what Tabasco said, it's those things that you just think about later on that just haunt you. There used to be, they used to be absolute bricks, and now they're it's a down payment on a house if you have ten pairs of those. <laughs> oh my god, it, I know it's, it's crazy. But you um, can predict that though. Who can? No, it's the, it's the fun no. of it. You you can't predict that thing. And you look. So cool if you do predict it. That's the thing that's different. <laughs> this is like you got style. If you can forecast what's going up, you're ahead of the game. So I, there's so many pairs I look at and I try to give it a fair shake for that reason. It might be six months down the road and you're like, yeah, they're fire. Damn it. Why can't I just be cutting edge? It's so hard though, man. Like uh, Habibis, you know, Habibi Dunks. That's a shoe. It's a nice shoe. But I, in, my, in my opinion, it shouldn't be worth that much. What makes that shoe it's a nice quality? But who could have predicted a shoe like that being worth over a rack? Yep, 100%. I love those horror stories. Shoes you saw sitting that are worth a down payment on a house now. <laughs> so, Trey, like, I don't know how much you're willing to share, but like, are, are you sitting on a stack of DS Shoes that no one wants right now that you think are going to be worth a ton? I am. I am. So I guess I guess there's different ways that I develop portfolios, but there's obviously ways I explain when I find it attractive to invest in when pairs are sitting that I find like way too nice. Like neutral gray lows, for example. Um, like all white shoe, you can't go wrong. You can wear it with anything. Wearability is honestly a huge factor in how a shoe does, but... Right now, what I've been working on is the Starfish ones. I got them right here. These. Oh, that's a great. That's a great pair, man. These Damn. shoes are absolutely the quality on these. I keep saying to people, they haven't. It hasn't been this nice since the twenty sixteen breads came out. Like, the leather is absolute butter. Um, but I guess investment wise, <clears throat> the Starfish, obviously compared to the Shard backboard, it's the last colorway of the originals to release in Jordan one. Um, the blocking can easily be compared to that. It's the shard backboard. You guys know how much those are valued. They're even GS pairs are over a thousand bucks. The reverse, they did three three versions, I think, right? Yeah. But um, so the most relevant historical data for this one that I kind of looked into was the Chicago lows, the shadow lows, the bread lows, and then the Royal one lows. And these between I'd say twenty fifteen and twenty eighteen is when these all kind of came out, and they. They range right now anywhere from 900 to like 2.3K, depending on the size. Just absolutely disgusting. And same, after release, these pairs, same thing as the Starfish. They float around 250. Um, and it took about eight to, out oh, like a wide range, eight to 18 months to really start rising and um, return like crazy amounts of money on investment. But um, yeah, I would say this gives like pretty decent indication on where these are going to end up. They released in, I don't even know, like, I don't think Canada released in foot sites on these. I was talking to Nathan, and I couldn't find them anywhere. I remember looking in groups to buy them, and nobody, there was, like, three pairs in all of Canada. So I had to source from outside, which is always quite the process, but I just, I have a lot of confidence in this shoe. I think risk is extremely low just because of um, past pairs in the Jordan 1 low, shy backward colorways, people go crazy for that. Um, so there's lots of historical performance that you can kind of look on that backs it. 
And the, the buy-in price right now is, these are GS, buying them at market. I think, I don't know why this wouldn't be a $350, $400 shoe. Men's are going in at $330. Again, $500 shoe, kind of same margins, but um, yeah. And with them not being released on foot sites in Canada, supply is extremely low. Demand is insanely high. When someone posts a pair in groups, they're, they're bought immediately or they're binned, I should say, immediately. But yeah, I think the shoe, uh, it presents insane opportunity to grow some capital with. Whether you buy one pair or multiple, like, you're going to make some good money with it. There's extremely low risk associated. Okay, so how high is too high to buy? Say we only get access to a few pairs, but then the foot sites start getting them. We start seeing the resale happening. I could get them for 300 right now on StockX. What if I can get them down the road, it's rising, do I stop at 500? It depends on what margins you're comfortable with. So I like to average, with shoes, I like to aim for between 25 and 30% average um, returns. Um, I would say it's tough because when you buy pairs that you can't find before release, price is a little bit inflated, but not. So like these, I had to buy off StockX, which I never do because you have to pay fees, duty shipping, all that kind of stuff. But when a shoe, let's say these releasing count on foot sites, price is going to go down because supply is going to increase. And at that point, I don't know if you guys know what dollar cost averaging is, but I would buy even more to lower your buy-in cost um, with margins anticipated to go higher. So if, if you set target prices based on where previous pairs have, have reached within a certain timeline, let's say these 450, let's say for men's, then you'd be good to buy them anywhere between 300 and like 380, honestly, for like decent returns. Everyone after this episode, mom, I, I need to get your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Trey told me to buy it. Trey told me to go on StockX and buy this shoe now before they go up. <laughs> the price margin is going to be crazy, mom. I'm Trust telling me. you, I'm telling you, this pair is going to pop. That's a nice shoe. But... But, and just for Sneaker Show podcast liability, if this does not pop and you lose tons of money, it was nobody's fault here and we are in no sense liable for any losses or any financial compensation. Um, Tim, you go ahead. Just had to clear that up. Well, it, it's, a, it's a good one that we should start with. Uh, we're a bunch of idiots who don't know anything. And here's what we think about shoes. Not financial advisors. Not financial advisors at all. Yeah, the last person you should be taking money info from. This has been a, a strange release i don't even know that it's been released we've been ending the show with good luck on the raffles this week and for a month every week i keep saying i think those starfish lows are coming out i I, i'm sure that my local spot was gonna have them and like i want them for the toe but now you're saying this and yeah i'm second guessing it you got to keep them clean you know if if it's really a 900 dollars shoe in a year and a half i don't want that on my feet That one, that one would hurt for sure. But I mean, yeah, these with, again, with trends and with the market being so saturated with people in, I wouldn't say this is going to, maybe in years and years, it's going to end up where a Chicago would or a bread would. This is a safe pair to put money into because it's going to return. It's going to be a four fifty five hundred dollars shoe. And that's kind of where you cash out, I'd say. But um, for a little more risk, risk of a hold, you'd, you kind of, You'd wait and see for eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. I don't know. I don't know if I it probably, will. Though. I wouldn't have the balls to wait that long. Once it gets up to that four, five hundred dollar range, I'm like, all right, let's get rid of this. Get something yeah. I really want. Yeah, exactly. Put that on. I'm pretty yeah. sure, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure Nike sneakers, like Canada or even just US, was the only site that people in Canada had access to get these. Like I don't know where else anyone would have gotten these. Um, there was a couple boutiques that did just the GS ones, but the men's ones have yet to release. So yeah, those are, they are scarce one way or another. I mean, even looking at only two or three retailers having a size run, like that's not a whole lot of shoes, right? No, not at all. The existing shattered backboard <clears throat> lows are bullshit. They're, the swoosh <laughs> is like shiny, it feel. sucks. <laughs> well, and so this is my example of saw him sitting and walked away. It was the day of the Saskatoon sneaker show a couple years ago. I went, we walked up to Foot Locker afterwards because it's close by. I tried on a nine, a nine and a half, a 10. The guy was like, you can take them all if you want. I said no to all of them. No thanks. And walked away. That <laughs> stupid shoe now is $400. Ridiculous. So you've been through the ringer too with those kind of experiences. That's good. Yeah. 
And it's Welcome. just because it's orange Humbling. and black. There's no reason it should cost that much. So I think you've got a safe bet on these, especially if it's if it's quality. If they're like the neutral grays, it's that original cut with the wings logo higher on the heel and it's decent leather. Because a lot of these lows are BS quality. They're plastic or something. Yep. Yeah, we'll have to rehuddle in in years so and see how these did after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got the proof right here. <laughs> Okay, I got one more question before we move on to the pairs. Uh, it's just that, Trey, the impression I got of you is that you're a really nice guy. And I wonder, moving the amount of pairs you do, how do you deal with the b-holes? The low-balling, late-paying, not-replying, selfish name-draggers that we tend to encounter on the internet. There's some of them out there. How do you deal with these There's people? some of them listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> Call them out. <laughs> no, I think I think everyone, I think everyone in the, in this in this game again. I use the word the term game um, has to go through those experiences and those those flaky, annoying people to really build a base on who the pe- kind of people you want to deal with. And I guess, like I said, I've been doing this for a few years, and I've developed a decent enough network where I can kind of go to the same people to buy and the same people to sell. I don't post a lot in groups if I'm maybe if I'm desperate to move something I do, but. Um, again, learning to request holding deposits really prevents flakes and, um, like legit checks are obviously huge, but I try not to spend a lot of time communicating or dealing with a lot of people that I don't know or that don't float around the market a lot, just cause your time's more valuable than that. Um, I, Nathan, and I still have a couple messages here and there where people are just absolute time wasters and <laughs> we flame them for it, but. No, it's, yeah, we're, I guess both of us now are in positions where we can go to the same people when we're looking for stuff or when we have friends or clients who are looking to source pairs, um, which makes it a lot easier. You can kind of avoid all that, all that BS. Um, And then same thing with, again, networking, same thing with selling. Uh, We know a couple of people who own stores across Canada, really, who we can move, move bulk to. And again, it's just, it avoids having to deal with those, as you termed it, (laughs) b-holes. I didn't want to use any salty language. Um, this is a family friend. This is a PG podcast. Tim, I think it, I think it's real easy, um, and you don't even really have to use too many words. You just have to say, "Look, if you want to give me a real offer, you can leave with a real pair of shoes." You know, you, you can you can change your tone if you want, and you, that does the trick every time, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, real offers, real shoes. That simple. That's, that's the, we'll, we'll lead the podcast with, don't listen to anything we say, but if you do make an offer, make it real, and you might get yourself a pair of shoes. A real yeah, pair of none shoes. Of none of that sucker shit. So I met Trey at the Medicine Hat Souls sneaker experience. I think there's going to be a part two, and if I have this right, that'll be on Friday, November 19th, Medicine Hat at Labels. You might want to take the day off work if you got to drive. Is it is, or where am I saying it's at the wrong place? Sorry. Uh, the venue is to be decided. There's, okay. Uh, cool. Some renovations happening. going on. It might be at labels. It might be close to labels, but it's happening one way or another. Okay. Well, I'm probably going to take the day off work uh, and then make the trip because it's really cool how much uh, fun we had, and I'd really like to see everybody again. Uh, The other thing is the next day there's going to be a sneaker show in Saskatoon. The fourth one is what they're calling it. November 20th, TCU Place. We'll head up to Foot Locker after, see if they got any of those starfish lows and buy the lot. (laughs) 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 Okay, so before we talk uh, like latest pickups and those acid wash lemon drops and how the 85 Dunk Highs fit a little tighter than the regular ones, Tabasco, so close. Let's talk about the upcoming and uh, latest releases. Who wants to go first? I'll kick it off. Cool. All right. Finally, I think I found an Air Max one that we all might enjoy. We've had no luck with the the Travis pairs on here. I know we've all been ripping them to shreds except for Tim. So I'm hoping Tim is over the moon about these because I like these and I'm not an Air Max one guy. These are the Pata Air Max 1. These are slated for a fall release, which is definitely suitable with the colorway. We've got a white leather overlay. 
We got gray mesh underneath, a deep orange, they're calling it, swoosh, and a wavy mudguard. The wavy design comes from a nod to the Air Max 294, which is a long forgotten silhouette. If you Google that shoe, it looks like, it almost looks like a Barkley. Um, and you have to put Air Max 294. The Air Max 2 is something completely different. We've got a pata hit on the tongue. The box looks super special. Again, I'm not an Air Max guy, but I love these. I would absolutely rock these. They've got that cream color midsole, cream color tongue. Oh, we can see the air bubble. I love it. Tim, I think uh, it's only right that you kick us off for these and let us know what you're thinking. I love these so much. I have brought them to Sneaker Show podcast on a previous show. You weren't here for it. But uh, it was like an aqua blue, maybe, marine. But here's what I can tell you. We all agreed. Anna and Logan, who are not huge Air Max fans, are like, these are rad. And uh, this in the curry sort of colorway is, I think, a total rockable pair. Uh, and, and the wavy look on there, wherever they got it, they should put it on more shoes. I like them. Yeah. Yeah, I like it, too. I think it, it is a nice shoe. Um, and as Tim said before, I've been outspoken. Uh, about my kind of this love for Air Maxes, I'm very very picky. I don't know why it is. I know it's a sta- I know it's a staple shoe, right? Like it is a staple shoe, but it's never been something I've been really really feeling. But no, this, this is a nice. It, it look the, the colors work. It, it, they just work together. Trey, have they done the this wavy uh, take on the Air Max one before? I don't remember seeing this. This is unique. Yeah. Okay. Cool. No, I, it's, I it's, like it's it. It's newer though. It's definitely a newer thing. Like uh, this last two years, I guess. I haven't seen. It oh yeah, then, I think this this model is the year. first time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, so. I would say if this is, I'm not a big Air Max One guy, but if there was a pair to wear, I'd probably cop this for myself. They're a really narrow shoe. I think that's why I I, I don't find comfort in them. I, that's just me. I don't know if other people share the same sentiment, but narrow shoe. I like that at the end, it's got that mesh. So uh, for me, I can wear narrow shoes, uh, but like all of these Yeezy shoes, I can't make them fit. And I think it's because the toe box is so tight and there's nothing there. It gets so tight at the bottom, you can't wiggle it anywhere. On these all day, it's like you're wearing a pillowcase on your toe. What is the difference? I hear Pata, I hear Para. Are they the same? Yes and no. Um, the artist, Pete Para and sneaker slash streetwear boutique Pata have a shared history. Para's art studio was once in Pata's original building. Both have collaborated with many different brands, both separately and together. And, uh, their message is just trying to represent Amsterdam to the fullest, which we got to respect. Yeah. I, I went digging after this. Cause I mean, obviously I got the Para dunks here, which I love. I mean, all of their clothes, everything they do kind of has that same same art print. So this really really interested me. And, uh, yeah, I think that's cool how they work together like that. Trey, you were laughing about Yeezy size. And have you, have you, do you sell Yeezys? Do you fight with people about how it fits differently? Is that a problem? Oh, um, man. Yeezys are absolute horror stories for me over the years. Yeah. I actually, I did pick up a pair of Zebras on the like fourth or fifth drop, I believe that I have her personal and I love them. But again, the sizing, I wear like a nine and I got a nine and a half cause you go half size up obviously sure. with Yeezys and they're still, they're That's still too they small. Say. Yeah. I should have yes. got a 10. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but no, I did that whole thing, bro. Got the <laughs> 700 Moves V1, got them from Logan. It was amazing. Couldn't believe my luck. Got to go that half size up. I'm nine and a half regular. We go 10. And I wore them for a whole night. And I was like, come on, this has got to happen. And like, it just wasn't happening. So then I hit again. I've got, and I'm smart now. Go the full size up. 10.5 in the 700 V3s. And I'm excited. And like, I wore them around my room for five minutes. Five minutes and it, it was no way. So I'm a nine and a half in Jordans. I'm an 11 in Yeezy. Oh. Might be 11 and a half. I, like, I don't know. Goddamn ridiculous. You're like Anna. <laughs> you wear size 6 youth to size 13. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never fits. Yeah. So, Logan. New Balance. Yeah. 
580. What? What is a 580? I can't even picture what 580 is. I can New Balance. God damn it. Can you do more than just numbers? These aren't BMWs. Let's Can you <laughs> Honestly, give me something to hang my hat on? Please. When it comes to New Balance shoe models, I there's numbers. All I just see is these sets of numbers, um, and it, it definitely is a little bit uh, confusing for sure. I'm not sure what makes the 580 different than a lot of the other, because I'm going to be honest, a lot of them do look very, very similar. Totally, It's, yeah. it's just very subtle differences in the sole and the way the sole is kind of placed, uh, maybe in terms of support. But overall, yeah, they, they're some pretty big similarities for sure amongst them. And, and the models are always so funny because it's like, you know, M99, 2RR. Or like you know the 580, like like it, I don't even know how people are supposed to supposed to know. But one thing that people will know is that this is a fire, this is a fire shoe, and no nothing, no one can tell me can you know convince me otherwise. I, I am obsessed with this shoe. Um, I actually just saw it earlier today, and I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I, I need to talk about this today. But I learned that um, I don't know as much about New Balance as I thought I did. The shoe has released before. This is like the third release. It's a GR shoe, general release. So this is not some fancy collab, um, and it goes back into the topic, we've talked about this on a previous episode, how New Balance has been killing it with their GRs, like really, really killing it. Shoes that you think, oh, this has to be a collab shoe. They're not. It's just them making a fire-ass shoe. That's all it is. And this is a Gore-Tex. All black Gore-Tex? What are we, robbing a bank in the rain? What is this? This is a clean pair of shoes. And they got like the cape in front, that shroud. I call it a shroud. I don't know, whatever you guys want to call it. To me, that's a shroud. Some weird-ass shroud over the top. My two cents, you know, because it is a Gore-Tex shoe, it's meant to uh, make sure you don't get any sort of elements in your shoe. Because um, I don't know if you're, you know, you're, you're dealing with really rainy conditions or it's kind of snowy or slushy. It can seep in through the tongue, and that's how you get wet, wet feet. Maybe this is meant to uh, prevent that, and it's a way that you can either keep it on or you can take it off. Overall, this shoe is incredible. The fine details, the quality looks inc looks amazing. I, I love everything about it. It's, as we talked about earlier, uh, as Trey was saying, this is a, you know, you want shoes that you can just wear. You know, we wearability is a really important thing. And to me, this is a shoe that offers all of that. Functionality, wearability, swag. You got <laughs> swag when you got these on your feet. You can't go wrong with this shoe. I'm, as you guys can tell, I'm a big fan. I'm kind of curious to see how you guys feel about it. I can tell you how Tabasco feels about all black shoes. <laughs> that ain't it. Trey, I know, is considering some new balances. Is this where you get in? The one with the cape on the front? Uh, I don't know. They, it reminds me of uh, Travis, the Travis Air Force, I think. The Cactus Jack had a little bit of a shroud, if you will, on it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, it kind of gives me Black Air Force One vibes, which we know the uh, the stereotype behind that. So I don't know if I could I could rock these. Um, but I do, again, I do like that it's it's not something that you see a lot, not something that's been done before. Maybe when I start seeing them on feet, if I ever do in person or pictures, I'll I'll change my mind on that. But um, personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't wear these, I don't think. Oh man, I think it's a good investment. That's just me. <laughs> Put some money into it and then let me know how it goes in six months. <laughs> I think uh, I think you'd see a lot of people wearing these on feet, like if you if you had a lot of run-ins with the police. Yeah, this is a wearable shoe. No, it is. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I I think uh, I think if somebody was to ever kick my door in, uh, this is what they'd be wearing. Um, the uh, yeah, I mean Tim's all about functionality. He might love that Count Dracula cape on those things. The uh, the sole look the the sole is really cool. This is yeah, it is. This is cool. Yeah, and uh, I know I know you referenced like the BMWs how they name these, but uh, just like the gas and the BMW, these look premium. <laughs> This is, these are these are nice materials. Um, I hope, th yeah, I would hope they'd come in a cool box. I know New Balance has been knocking it out of the park. Uh, I can't remember exactly what shoe it was, but it was that blue. It was the same model as the Joe Freshgood ones, except it was blue. I want to say it was uh, Salahi Benbury, and the box that came in was crazy. It had like a waterfall and shit. It was nuts. Um, regardless, I hope these come in a cool box. Uh, maybe the box will have red and blue lights. 
that can that can flash. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe this is part of the serve and protect you know, pack. Is, is there really a brand though? <laughs> these is, these is are the like, serve and there's a I'll continue. I'll, I'll say I'll say what I gotta say after. <laughs> no, that was that was pretty well. <laughs> this is serve serve and protect. Well. This is serve and protect. <laughs> I was gonna say, is there really a brand like a, a, a sneaker brand in particular that has had quite a revitalization or come up like New Balance? Like I remember when I was younger, like even a couple of years ago, it was New Balance was like, oh, like who would wear New Balance? Like that that shit's that's just whack. Like you wouldn't be caught dead in it. And don't get me wrong, they made cool collabs still then too, but no one no one appreciated them like they do now. And those old, uh, whether it be you know with uh, with Kith or with all with, with Beams, those New Balance collab shoes from a couple of years ago, man, now those are down payments on a house if you kept those pairs. Those are worth a lot, a lot of money. But man, they they've really mm. revitalized their brand and like. And see, and the way they market their shoes, like you know what I mean, they're bringing back OG kind of uh, silhouettes with the 550, and that's been arguably for a lot of people to say the, the shoe model of the last year, right? Because it's been so hyped. Um, they've really, really fixed themselves. I'll say a brand that had like a renaissance. It's not sneakers so much, but when I was a kid, you were mm-hmm. laughed at if you were wearing Champion. Champion was like, what? Oh, I feel bad for you. Now, like, people pay the same price as getting a Nike sportswear or, or, or Adidas, anything. Like, it's all in the same shelf. You're going, what? No, no. This, like, this is the discount rack at Costco. That, how did that happen? Who, who is there? Who's in marketing at Champion? They have a great publicist. Whoever it is that decided this, like, no, we're acting like we're something. Next Renaissance is for true religion. True religion is <laughs> the next New Renaissance. Balance. Bring it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fashion for the senses, baby. Let's go. <laughs> You're right, Tim. You hit it out of the park with that. Like, well, it, it, well, if you wore champion when you were when you were younger, it's like you were you were poor, and like that's that's not that's not even that's that's just the truth. I mean, people will look yeah. at you like you're lower lower class, which is sad. Because I mean, you you know, it's what you wanted to wear, and that, and a lot of times that's all a family could afford. So it's really weird to see just this the switch up. And I remember when I worked at Zoomies back in the day, we would have so many people come in, parents, and they'd always be like, oh, you know, I, I used to buy this from Walmart. And now, now it's cool. My son, like, you know, my son wants this champion hoodie. Yeah, that, that's, you, you're spot on about that. It's truly a renaissance brand. Hey, can I ask you, who is Joe Fresh? Not the superstore <laughs> brand of clothes. <laughs> That's the Joe Fresh I know. He doesn't have a, that's not a, a he, that's just a brand. So, you know, Nathan? Yeah, yeah. So it's actually Joe Fresh Goods. That's like, that's the name. Um, he is, he's his own entity, uh, sort of like a, like a Don C character to put him in a perspective for you. Um, he has a, he has a very good interview on the Complex Sneakers podcast. He's a very interesting guy. He does a lot of, he's a guy that does a lot of things with a lot of different brands. I first found out about him because, I mean, obviously I'm in the fitteds and I seen some with just the craziest patches all over them. And I saw Joe Fresh Goods and I thought it was like Joe Fresh Goods and I was doing the same thing and I'm going, <laughs> I'm trying to find it online and it's taking me to the superstore like yes. website, right? And I'm typing in like New York Yankees hat like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and then that's kind of, I went a little deeper and yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a really cool dude. And he had a shoe last year that was hype. Yeah. So he had, he's done a few new balances. Um, one of the notable ones was that Kawhi, uh, basketball shoe, the no emotions, our emotions one. That was a, an all-star weekend release and everything. So definitely a big deal. 995, hey. if I remember correctly, new balance. Yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely right, man. For sure. There is a New Balance 990 V3. <laughs> God damn it, New Balance. And not only is it 990s, there's V1 through 5. And then Yeezys have Vs as well, but don't call them versions. I was like, oh, you mean version 2? They're like, no, V2. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Sneakers is fun. So this... <laughs> <laughs> this to me, I'm try- I'm trying to buy things that I'm really going to wear that I'm attracted to. And I have been attracted to this Joe Fresh Goods New Balance sneaker for a little while now. And the, the really good news for me is it's been going down. So um, 
I'd really like to get a pair. Today was available raffle-wise through Livestock and uh, got up in the group chat. Nathan and his girlfriend both entered for me. Bless, thank you. So what we've got is your standard New Balance shoe. <laughs> to me, the 990 V3 kind of has 992 look to it. it. On the front, the way that it, the stitching comes together, it has the 992 sort of look. So for this one, though, forget all the gray. This has a bright blue mesh base, and then it's a bunch of brown. There's khaki and tan sort of suede overlaid all over it. The upper part of the tongue has like this waffling sort of effect to it. I, I, I haven't had them in hand, but it looks like buttery waffles from the outside looking in. Uh, the New Balance N on the side is that same bright blue as the base. There's little hits of green here and there. I think it's totally rad. Uh, on the very back of the heel, one side says outside, and then on the other side it says close. It was released early September in America. We're just getting the chance now. Comes with a bunch of different laces, too. And uh, uh, when I saw them, and I, I was like, ooh, how much are these? $500. <laughs> Last sale on StockX was like 360 I think retail has got to be 300 A lot of these new balances are a lot right off the, right off the jump. So uh, maybe I wait a little bit and just buy them from StockX if I don't see them in the groups. Maybe I'll hit. I, I don't know. But um, this is something I'd like to put on my feet. And I don't know how these hold up resale-wise over the years. You buy a pair of real Jordans now. You get the Nigels. You can get some good wear out of them. And down the road, it's almost like you got paid to wear them. I don't know about New Balance, though. And maybe that is the new thing. I'm lucky to get in on these now if this is the new Jordans in 10 years. But... Anyways, it's got my attention, but I'm a 38-year-old father of two, so. <laughs> I can definitely see, the, Tim, this is a shoe that suits you. I can see you pulling up to a pop-up uh, wearing these. I, again, thank you. I like, I like the, the uniqueness of this shoe, the colors, the green, the hint of green in there. A um, little bit loud, but still a little bit discreet. Oh, I like I'd the like shoe. I'd like to see more of that that mint green. Uh, to be honest, like it is. A, it, I actually don't mind the shoe, but I would have preferred, I think, if they had the mint green instead of that blue. They substituted it, and they just had the just kept the mint green on the back. But other than that, I think it's a nice shoe. It's de it's definitely unique, and you know, I I gotta sign up for a size ten for my guy. Uh, so uh, I'd be signing up for a size ten hey. on my stock, and fingers crossed for you. I do like these. I, I definitely enjoy them. Uh, I think what I would like more is if Tim could get them. So that's why, you know, got <laughs> to do the size 10. The Yeah, Trey, you hit the nail on the head. This is a Tim shoe for sure. Um, hoping we hit. These do look super premium. Again, new balance with the nice materials. Uh, I can't remember exactly what the box looked like on these, but I remember it was nice. So hoping, uh, hoping we all hit. So... <laughs> I got the email from Amy Leone Door, the ALD 550 raffle. It's so weird to me that some people get emailed last week. We're like, hey, am I getting emailed? Maybe I'm just not getting access to this raffle. Logan and Anna are like, I entered for all three pairs. So I'm checking the website and refreshing like an idiot and just nothing happening for me. Forgot all about it. I got the email today and I was like, oh, sweet. I'm like a tier two email person or whatever. And I know for those 550s, I'm size 10. I got to try them on. I'm not nine and a half like I normally am. So I was entering for size 10 ALD 550s. And then I really quickly entered for these Joe Fresh Goods in size 10, which I'm actually size 9.5 in. In New Balance, I'm 9.5, so we're probably all going to hit, and they're going to be too goddamn oh. big for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to buy four pairs. Or, do you know? Or, or are they still sending them out? Yeah, ALD. The emails for which one? ALD? I don't know. All, all they said was you know, that you have access now, and then I remember you guys saying you entered for all three. So I entered for the green pair, and then it let me enter for the gray pair, but then it said that's all I could enter for. So I don't know do if there's know when the draw is tiers for that? I mean, levels. I got the email too. I, just, I, I wish I kind of took a screenshot of it. I think it said, I, I might be confusing it with these Joe Fresh oh, goods, but I think it said it had till like, Wednesday. Oh, I hope I win. Yeah. I seen, I seen something that that first wave of raffles was for the people that uh, pre-ordered the 660, the high top version. Um, oh. 
Yeah, and so what I was seeing is that if you somehow, like, somebody sent you a link or whatever and you entered that but didn't pre-order, then it would be cancelled kind of thing. So it was for the people that that pre-ordered. And you did enter for those high tops, right, Logan? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we go, let's talk some latest pickups. uh, And let's start with Tabasco because you got something you really wanted to wear and you ordered your size. And God damn it, why aren't these all just the same? Right? Wouldn't that be way easier? Uh, yeah. yeah, I got those those ash, acid wash 85 uh, dunk highs in the super sick box. That was the coolest shoe box I have ever seen in person. I had it displayed and everything in my room. I had the shoes on the shelf, all that good stuff. Went to try one of them on. It was crippling my feet. Like, like they were like curled. And I was heartbroken because I was, I was hyped to get them. I was hyped to wear them. I had the fit laid out and everything. And it just wasn't happening. So threw them in the groups. They went fast because there wasn't a whole lot of them. I've only seen one other pair in the groups, to be honest with you. But uh, so, yeah, they're going to a good home. Was not thrilled about that. Um, other than that, though, I do have those, those navy dunk highs in the mail. I think they're supposed to come here Wednesday in my size as well. So maybe those just won't leave on somebody else's feet now i'll just keep those instead i thought Uh, they looked nice i liked them even better than mm -hmm. like the kentuckys yeah i i agree yeah yeah i think that'll be a very easy to wear shoe um what else did i get he's just checking his wall literally um i got the oh i got the aluminum dunk highs i don't think i mentioned that last week those uh that light that baby blue almost unc blue um is that a women's pair yeah, yeah, I got it in a women's size, too. Um, those were really nice. That is a very nice shoe. Um, ladies better get after that one. I had those I had those wolf gray mids uh, with the, the blue swoosh, kind of with the Dior vibes. Got the translucent outsole and everything. Those have already sold, which is very nice. And I do believe that's it. Big hauls. Yeah. Logan... Gang, gang. Yeah, yeah, bro. I, I know you're stocking up uh, November's. Winter's coming. <laughs> but, Logan, you, you've got stock moving all the time. No, Did those Stingwaters go already? The mushroom those. dunks? Um, it's a nice, I love the Stingwaters, man. Like, that's a great shoe. Um, I, and I was, I, I, you know, I, when I got them, I was so obsessed with them. I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep these long term. I got too many dunks, man. I got too many dunks. I gotta really uh, diversify some stuff. <laughs> um, I want to pick up some boots. I, I said on a previous episode, I really want to get some boots. So I'm trying to I'm trying to liquidate some pairs and hopefully find a pair of boots that meet my my forte or maybe some some geo baskets. But no, I'm always picking up picking up weird shit. I don't just sell shoes. I sell I sell a little bit of anything. Um, but one thing actually I do want to show I'm kind of stoked about is uh, I had this pair. I'm gonna be moving pretty soon. It's some, uh, I don't know, some people might know, Rick Owens, some uh, Rick Owens Creech pants. They're pretty funky, pretty funky colorway. They're like a light tan on like a wolf gray. That's a pair that I'm going to try to be moving pretty soon here. Um, I've tried wearing them, doesn't really go off any shoes I wear, so I'm like, I'm going to move them, but great pants, great quality pants. It kind of looks like something that they wear, like in a bar in the movie <laughs> The Fifth Element. <laughs> it's a uh, funny those Stingwater dunks. If you put them by the Habibis and you showed them to my wife, and you were like, "All right, so which pair is worth a thousand bucks?" You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, they're both just red shoes to me. They're weird-looking mm-hmm. shoes. One's worth a bunch. Yeah, Tr- Trey, didn't you get a pair of Stingwaters? Oh, man. <laughs> so nine times, Tim, you're familiar with nine times. They drop. Hell yeah. First come, first serve Stingwater dunks a couple weeks ago. I live about five-minute drive away from nine times on 17th Avenue in Calgary. I ripped down there with two other people to pick up three pairs as it's one pair per person. I walk in. There's four employees standing there. I say, I'm here for the Stingwater dunks. They all simultaneously start laughing at me and say, you have to do a three flip before you can buy a pair of these. Like a skateboard trick. Right. So, well, I put my hands up and I walk out of the store with an L. Yeah. And then as I'm walking down the street past my car, an amigo with steel toe boots, elbow pads and knee pads 
is run is sprinting to nine times carrying a skateboard to to try this three flip to buy a pair of dunks. I saw that on their story. I saw the guy do it. I, I was really impressed. He was in all his construction wear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild that they're still doing that kind of BS, even with COVID. Like the one here, it just gets so busy. There's no way they could be doing those kind of shenanigans. The second they drop this news, they drop those whatever they are, laser blue, laser. Yeah, the laser what blue dunks. Called? Yeah. Uh, are they supposed to be like the infrareds? Because they were kind of ass in hand, to be honest. But. <laughs> Anyway, so they dropped them 3.30 on a Friday. It's like, bro, there's schools around here. The lineup's going to be ridiculous. Uh, so they sure can't be asking you, you to do kickflips and all kind of shenanigans. Did you pick up a pair? Did you pick yeah, up I a pair? Nice. Yeah, shenanigans is like the most yeah, on-point thing. Because like, bro, just sell me the shoes. Just sell me the shoes. Like, let me give you my money. Like, why are you making me do tricks and shit like I'm a monkey? Like, like, like I'm a dog. Like, ooh, stand, yeah. like, sit, spin around. No, like, sell me the shoes. Like, I... I... Skill <laughs> testing questions is one thing, but we're literally dancing like a monkey. They're like, all right, you want to do business, you dance, so monkey, ridiculous. let's go. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's like that, uh, it's like that Isaiah Thomas scene from The Last Dance where he's like... I met all the criteria and was still not selected. <laughs> I did everything well, I was supposed was to. Was it the like, Chunky Dunkies or what shoe um, uh, nine times? Did? And the, the answer was like some ridiculous stuff about Nigel Houston. Even like big time skaters, I messaged. They had no idea. You guys remember that shoe? They, mean, they do lots of that type of stuff. Yeah, Nathan, what pair was that? Was RA the RA. Uh... We were talking to him, remember, and he he couldn't get that either. What dunk was that? That was the P-Rods, and their question was, like, it was something along the lines of, like, which, remember, which member of the OG Nike SB skate crew didn't want Paul Rodriguez to join? And everybody I hit up that has been, like, skateboarding <laughs> their entire life was like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> like people, people that could do this three-flip for the shoes had no idea, so... Yeah, well, I mean, that's what we've got this week. Again, if you want to see the exact pictures of the pairs we discussed, Instagram Sneaker Show podcast. Trey, throw out your Instagram. Where can people find you? Can Where can we apply to be in your clientele? I, I don't want to just be one of these guys in the groups. I want to be a special guy on the list who gets to see the inventory. I don't. I honestly don't post anywhere a lot um, publicly, but my Instagram handle is Trey Fleski. Just like that, T-R-E-Y-F-E-L-E-S-K-Y. You do all this business, you're not even on the internet. What's up? How, how, you just... Pretty low, I like to move low-key. like to move low-key. Yeah. He's in the shadows. You need that pair that Logan was talking about, the Dark Knight New Balance. (laughs) (laughs) That is a Batman shoe. Well, you know, Lil Wayne said it best, Tim, real G's move in silence like lasagna. And I think that's, I think that's all Trey's doing here. (laughs) Get that tattooed on your chest. (laughs) <laughs> our guy tabasco is young tabasco logan is canadian grails with a Z. am tim stone show good luck hitting on raffles thanks for kicking it with us we'll be back next week bro guys fire episode really fun enjoyed that a lot thanks for being here thanks for having me guys appreciate it nice